What is going on, Hogline Nation? Uh, I'm your host, Jack, and I'm joined by other hosts, co-hosts, Mitchell, and today we are uh, honored to have a returning guest, Mr. Sean Gaida, for episode 41. Sean's going back-to-back, folks. Back-to-back. Jack, let me say you brought the fire that time. Yeah, (laughs) fire is brought. Gonna call the fire department. Um, job now. Yeah. Uh, so today, I'm in the hot seat. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce <laughs> what we're talking about today. Uh, the NBA draft, the 2019 NBA draft just concluded. Um, for us on recording time, not listening time for all of you. Uh, today we are going to be uh, giving our reactions to the draft. Uh, we're all gonna give a team that we thought. Uh, had the the best draft, or just like a good draft, just did, did well, winners and losers from the draft, we each get a team, um, we are also going to be uh, giving our NBA awards predictions, there you the go. six awards, uh, we MVP, rookie of the year, coach of the year, defensive player uh, of the year, the comeback player. most improved, defensive player of the year, most improved, and six man of the year, six man of the year. <laughs> And yeah, uh, it's the no, one. No need to yell, sir. <laughs> Happy one year anniversary, Hogline Nation. Uh, June 19, 2018 was the release of the first episode. And episode 41 today is. Um, it's similar to episode two, as we just discussed uh, before recording. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, we're interested in. Uh, Going back to what we said a year ago about the draftees from 2018, so uh, you should go do that as well, just to see how hot or cold we were on on our uh, initial reactions. I said Trey Young would be a bust, so probably got we we probably all got a lot of stuff wrong and incorrect. Speak yourself. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I guess we'll just jump right into it uh, with the first pick of the 2019 NBA draft. New Orleans Pelicans select. Zion Williamson, freshman, Duke University. Um, Didn't see it coming. This is a surprise. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings for the majority of the first round of this. Uh, And our friend Andrew Kim and I got into a small disagreement. He he does not... Apparently, I learned that he's not a big fan of Zion. Um, And he thinks that he will... He he, got, he repeatedly said that R.J. Barrett will be the best player in the draft. And that's ridiculous. And he said that Zion's NBA player comp, drum roll please, Derek Favors. It's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not going to fault him entirely for R.J. Barrett being the best player in the draft. I think that has a chance. But the comparison... What are you doing? It's awful. What we are you we doing? were we were also why kind of, we were also debating like what his rookie stat line will be. Yes, I said eighteen and ten, and he said fourteen and nine, which I think fourteen and nine would be pretty underwhelming, uh, for him. But after talking with you guys and how you guys share similar opinions of what his rookie stat line would be, <clears throat> I got that validation. So I mm-hmm. felt like um, yes, I felt more like I was the sane one, and he was the one that fourteen had, is too low. Had the my ridiculous rookie prediction opinion. was twenty one and nine, and Hot Girl Nation. I am back on the not back. I am on the Zion train. All right, he's gonna be a star. He's gonna be an all star next year. You were not on the Zion train. No, Jack's done a complete one eighty on his Zion take. Now he's going um, to the all star game. 
Yeah. If you remember, there was a repeated, repeated amount of times on numerous occasions throughout many episodes, Jack would call Zion a bust and things of that what? nature. Yes. Come on, Jack. But now... I'm going to... Well, okay, I'll explain myself why. But now he's done a 180. He said he's going to be an all-star this year. Why, why would he be a bust? I The bust part was the exaggeration, but um, coming out of high school, I wasn't big on him because he dominated high school competition. What's he supposed to do? Not dominate high school competition? <laughs> right, but everyone... It, he got the hype he got coming out of high school is because of his like highlight reel dunks. Like I wanted to see what he would do against college level competition. And he killed it. Right, he killed it. Uh, but he, like he was dunking on like people five, like people people like us in high, in high school. And now I wanted to, I will want to see him play at Duke and at the college level before like hiving up to what all social media. And he's not were. he's not as one dimensional as people say says he is. Well, he yeah, in I, high yeah. school, like all you saw him dunk, but like. <laughs> He never shot the ball in high school. He's not. You need that in college, and then more in the pros. He's not a knockdown shooter by any means, but he—it's not that he's just incapable of. He's not like Ben Simmons at the three-point line. He can still. Right. He's not. He's you know an average to like he can make an open shot. Was what I'm trying to say. I think he needs a mid-range, but the three-pointer yeah. would develop. Kim tried to say he doesn't have post moves. That's that's ridiculous. Like, what, what are you talking about, it, he, Kim? Kim is blind. He sits in the post. That is absolutely absurd. And, <laughs> like, obviously, great defender, great rim protector. Yeah. Um, pass. He's a willing Good passer, board. yes. Yeah. I think underrated vision. Great in transition. Yeah, vision. Transition, transition player. Yeah. Transition is the best part of his game, in my opinion. And now with Lonzo, as we just... I don't right. know if we talked about this before, but, like... 15 and 12. Yeah, like, Lonzo... I think could excel in the transition as well, and that's I think the best, the the best strength of Zion. So the one thing about Zion, I think his field goals percentage is deceptive, because a lot he's shooting high percentage shots. He's gonna have a high field goal percentage. That's what he's supposed to do. Though. And from the free throw line, he hasn't been great. Yeah, no, that's true. He needs to work on that. But we see that. Yeah. Giannis doesn't have a good uh, free throw pursuit percentage, and he still is a yeah. top five player. So. Uh, yeah, that's Zion Williamson. He went number one to the Pelicans. <laughs> um, number two was John Morant out of Murray State, uh, selected by the Memphis Grizzlies, um, who just traded Mike Connolly to the Jazz a few days ago. Uh, so now Morant, the starting role, not that it wasn't, I don't know, if, if Connolly wasn't there, I don't know who would have technically, I guess they probably would have both. They started. probably would have played both of them because the NBA is positionless, mm-hmm. to be honest, but... Um, but now it's all Morant, so this is his team, he has the keys to the franchise, and, uh, he's gonna be asked to do a lot at a very young age here, so. They're gonna be, they're gonna be picking at the same area next year. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't expect them to be too good, um, especially in, too a, young. in a loaded West. Yeah, they're gonna need a few years at least, so. Uh, could be a rough few years for the Memphis Grizzly fans. I don't know if I don't know any personally. I don't know if there is any no. Memphis fans out there. But the grit and grind there is over. I'd be uh I'd be very surprised if we had any Grizzly fan <laughs> listeners here in Hotline Nation. But you're all welcome, nonetheless. So let's just offend them because they're not. We had no listeners. No, 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 no. We don't want to turn them all away. <laughs> they got young assets. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but I again, if you if you're um, yeah, I don't know. It it's hard for nineteen and twenty year olds to you know, do well sure. in the NBA, you're going to have to, it's going to be familiar. Unless you're Zion. Yeah, unless, unless you're Zion. He's so. 18. I'm older than Zion. 
Yeah, everyone at this table is older than Zion Williamson. Yes. So Some a, by two years. Some by two years, correct. Um, yeah, the, the Morant pick was, again, still pretty consensus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was still some talk of Barrett going number two, but... Um, I mean, not not as not not the as much as a lock, not not as much of a lock as Zion was at one, but still, uh, pretty chalk for, with Morant going number two. Uh, number three, again, there was a, some speculation that Darius Garland would be picked at number three, but as it turned out, as most thought, R.J. Barrett went number three to the New York Knicks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't think we've have, we haven't discussed how Barrett's gonna do necessarily out of the three of us so All far, star. but. Oh, this God. year? No, let's let's calm it down a little bit. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. I mean, that's not that's not ridiculous to say. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Again, he's going to be on a really bad team, assuming yeah. they don't get any free agents. Which I don't. I don't. They're not getting. Maybe one. they'll get like a mid tier guy, but I don't expect that. I really don't think they're going to get a star. I don't see any of these stars wanting to play there, especially by themselves. They can get another top draft pick. Yeah, and that's that's just how it's going to be, to be honest. Um, I mean, the difference between a team like the Knicks and a team like the uh, the Cavaliers is that, you know, in theory, even though the Knicks haven't landed a big-name free agent in a very long time, uh, in theory, you'd think that free agents would want to play in New York more than they would want to go to Cleveland. So that's the uh-huh. only thing that the Knicks do have going for them. Um, is so they can rely on free agency a little bit, but a team like the Cavs, you can't. You have to build through the draft with them. So, um, And if they didn't, you know, land LeBron or get lucky and get, you know, Kyrie and then the Wiggins trade and whatnot, they, they wouldn't have any championships or any playoff appearances. They wouldn't, yeah, they'd be very irrelevant. So, um, yeah, that's how it is. That's the top three. Any more thoughts on there? We got a lot to talk about here, so I guess we'll move on. Yeah. Um, another thing, all these trades made everything very confusing for us here. We still don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know what the team Zion's on. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of players that we don't even. It's just confusing. You got to find this list. I'm sure it all gets sorted out in the next few days. But, you know, there were more traded picks. We saw this when we were looking it over. There's more mm-hmm. picks that were traded that, uh, from they went to their original team. That's not didn't make any sense. But like, you know, what I'm trying to say right. More picks yeah. were traded than uh-huh. not. Than kept. Yeah. Um, which is nuts. I feel. I mean. There's always a lot of trades in the NBA draft, but I feel like there's like, more than normal for some reason. Like more than 15, more than 20. And it made it even more confusing that, like, a player get drafted and they put on the, the wrong team hat. Yeah, that's, that's, dumb. that's the just... The announcer figured out a minute later. Right, and the announcer, like, the commentators <laughs> like, are getting oh, it wrong. he was yeah. just traded. Like, he'll fit, it, he'll fit in great with the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Like, we saw the no, tweet. No, he's not the Hawks. Hawks. The tweet was uh, from Purdue Basketball on Twitter. They're like, the city of brotherly love got a steal in Carson Edwards. <laughs> I mean, well, he's not going to the city of brotherly love. He's going to Boston. They're so. rival. Uh, yeah, and it's just so weird how they make them wear the wrong hat, and they're just sitting up there with the wrong hat getting interviews. Like, he, this guy's wearing like a Grizzlies hat. It's like, all right, so what do you think about the Suns? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just or why so would I care weird. about the Suns? They got they got to. Tr- I don't know how they just got to change it. Yeah, that makes no sense. They'll get they'll get bad heat for it. They'll probably mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Adam Silver seems like a, uh, a, I don't know, a very open-minded commissioner. So I, I feel like he could, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know exactly. They'll have to work out the logistics and whatnot, but I'm sure they'll get it done we'll somehow. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so that, nonetheless, that made everything confusing. 
Um, but <clears throat> we, I think we found a good website to reference throughout the rest of this episode, so we'll be good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like Jack said in the beginning, we're each going to be giving a team that we liked what they did and then a team uh, that we didn't necessarily like what they did. Um, so I guess, Jack, you want to go first? What team did you like what they did in the draft tonight? Both rounds, overall, trades, whatnot. Um, the Atlanta Hawks. That's who I had. Oh. Uh, that's what, I had. what? We all the Hawks? <laughs> the Hawks all right. Did great. I don't care. We're sticking to it. This is all gonna right. be Atlanta Hawks <laughs> podcast. The next. Um, um, tune in Atlanta. Yeah. The next eight to ten minutes is gonna be dedicated <laughs> to the Atlanta Hawks, starting right now. Since I was nominated to go first, I'm gonna give my spiel first. Okay. Uh, I wanted the Hawks to get Jarrett Culver. That would have been a nice pickup. But not mad about DeAndre Hunter. <clears throat> Um, and also the biggest piece, I'm, I don't know if biggest piece is the right word, but I love Cam Reddish going to the Hawks. I loved it mm-hmm. before the draft and I love they did it because, um, he's going to, he, he, <coughs> in high school, like he can be a star on a team. He was rated number three overall coming out of number three prospect 2018. He could be a star on a team. But this year on Duke, he clearly learned how to play off-ball a lot. And that's what the Hawks need. They need someone who can be a knockdown shooter like Reddish can be at times. and Play opposite of Trae Young. Right, and be off the ball because they have their primary score and ball handler in Trae Young. And John Collins is a rising star as well. So he's going to be great off the ball. DeAndre Hunter is going to be a great piece. I mean, so they're starting five. I thought they were, they were going to potentially go after a center in Jackson Hayes at 10. Did they not? Who took Hayes? Uh, the Pelicans did. Did they really? Good job. Well, yeah. Well, the that's the trade was um, the Pelicans got the uh the Hawks seventeenth overall pick and they got Jackson Hayes. No, sorry, they got Hayes go eight. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Hayes was eight. Yeah, they swapped four. They swapped four and eight. They swapped four and eight. It's confusing stuff. I thought Pelicans got Jackson Hayes. The Hawks took Hayes till right now, so. No, I, I'm still picking the Hawks. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, their current centers they have Alex Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, and Alex Lynn. I don't know. I think Dedman started more. He's a free agent though, so they oh, got really? Alex Lynn okay. under contract. Well, Alex Lynn isn't a great starter, but I, 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 I think as what we said before, that it's kind of positionless. <laughs> I think that they're just gonna run with not having an official center, just have Collins and Hunter out there as their forwards. Run Reddish out there. Kevin Herter, and Trey Young. And I think that's a great young lineup, and I think they can make the playoffs in the East. Yeah, so um, just to backtrack a little bit, the, the Hawks, I feel like uh, I don't remember exactly what their lottery odds were going into the lottery, um, but I, I felt like they got they came away with it coming, like they got shortchanged because they, they, they got the 8th and the 10th pick, whereas they, I, they were really hoping for that either number. They could have, they had maybe the fourth or fifth best odds to get number one. So they were, they had their sights set on Zion potentially too. So in, in to lose out on a top three pick and fall all the way down to eight and 10, I feel like they, you know, felt like they lost out a little bit. So then it came out, was it this morning? Was that, was that the trade or is it? What trade? The, the Hunter? No, no, no it was the, like an hour before the draft. Hour before the draft. It was today, if right? That, yeah. So before the draft, the Hawks were very aggressive. They used uh, their eighth, 
and their 17th pick, and they move up to number four. And that's when, clearly, they have their eye on someone uh, that they really like. They moved up. They were very aggressive. They moved up to get him. And the only player I would have really done that for is DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. I thought they made a great move getting him. Uh, I would have done that for Jared Culver. No. I, they I think, needed the defense. I think that DeAndre Hunter is going to be very special. Uh, when people are saying how the, the talent dropped off after the top three, in my opinion, I think you can include him in that stratosphere. I think he's that good. I, I think, think he'll be the second I think best his, player in the draft. I think his defense is phenomenal. He was the 2018 ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and his offensive game improved tremendously from his freshman to his sophomore year. His freshman year, he averaged nine points a game. And then this year, he, he bumped it up six points. He averaged 15 points and five boards. <clears throat> Um, he really took off in this offensive game this year, and I just really like that. I think that you can include him in the top uh, echelon of talent, like with the top three guys there. So I, I love how they were aggressive to get it. They had obviously a lot of picks to work with, and they moved up to get him. Um, and like every everything you said with Reddish, um, he's, I think he's that perfect complementary piece to the team that they need. And They're a team of shooters now. Yeah, knockdown shooters. Herder's a knockdown shooter. Reddish, although he can be a little bit streaky, but when he's on, he's really on. He's and Trey Young as well. We all know what he can do. So, um, yeah, just I really like what the Hawks are doing. They're really put and what we said. I um, how we were just talking about their center situation. Uh, amidst all this confusion, I think we found out they did get Bruno Fernando. Correct. Yeah, they did get. So they oh, true. The center. Yeah. That's who I was forgetting. So. Again, they got him in All the right. second round. So, he's a piece. Really like what they did from yeah, top to bottom. It's a body bottom. down low. Really like what they did from top to bottom and how <laughs> aggressive they were in getting their guy. And I think Hunter was the right guy to target. And just um, and I, I, I think you're not crazy at all for saying that they could make the playoffs, especially in, in the East, that a lot of things are moving around. Like the Celtics, who look like they're in uh, shambles. shambles right now. Who knows? Kawhi may make <laughs> the Raptors. Yeah, who knows what rumors they Rumors the Raptors might blow it up, honestly. Exactly. So... There's a lot of things yeah. that are moving around in the East, and especially with that in mind. Uh, if not next year, I totally two years from now that I could see them being a top six team in the East. So, um, yeah, that, that's I just love what they did. Sean, anything else to add? I think everything everything was said, but I think they they took three starters for their team. Like Hunter, Reddish, and Fernando can start, and they can all play a role in the offense. Yep. But I th- I think Hunter is special. I think this is pretty bold, but I think he his game compares to Kawhi. I know I say it all the time. He's he's got a great mid range and he's a great defender. He's got size. He's lengthy. And pe- but I no, think but, he's but, a small forward. He's listed as a power forward, but I think he'll play small forward. Yeah. When you well, said, who's gonna? Isn't <coughs> Reddish gonna be small forward? No, Reddish will be shooting guard. It Collins does, is power forward. And what's Kevin Herter? Bench. It doesn't matter. You guys. go to start. It doesn't, no, I don't think guys. It, it does. There's no. It doesn't matter what position you are in the NBA. Just, just throw you them out there. You can play the best five don't players. Have, yeah, just play the best five players as long as it's not too, too short or too tall or whatnot. It, you don't have to get too caught up in who plays where. Just throw out your best guys out there, and it'll work out. They could sneak into that eight seed too. Yeah, I know. It's it's really not out of the question for them to make the playoffs this year, um, especially with Trey Young developing and whatnot, and year in for the next year. I think Russell will leave, so I think the Nets will they'll go back to tanking. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you never know. Like I said, the, there are a lot of moving parts in the Eastern Conference this year. 
Uh, but I really like what you said about Kawhi and the comparison to Hunter. Like, when Kawhi came out of college, uh, people were raving about his defense, but there was still a little bit of question about his offense. And obviously right. that... Very question. Sim- yeah, similar, similar to DeAndre about Hunter. DeAndre There's Hunter. a lot of similarities between the two, so... Uh, we all saw. We all know what Kawhi's ceiling can be here. Um, an MVP caliber, Finals MVP, championship winning, top three player in the world. So, uh, the sky's the limit for them. And I mean, I, we all think they knocked it out of the park. Clearly, how we all. Pretty yeah, crazy how we all picked them. It. Yeah, we we didn't even, we did not share this at all. So clearly we didn't, or else we would have all picked different teams. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's it. That's the team that we liked, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, before we move on to the teams that we dislike, uh, I just want to highlight two picks in particular, two individual picks that I liked. Um, number twenty-one, the Grizzlies picked Brandon Clark. Um, I wanted the Celtics to get him really badly at pick number. They, we had picked twenty and twenty-two, and I really wanted the Celtics to get him around that in that range. Um, just seeing what he did in the NCAA tournament, he averaged three point two blocks per game. Wow! Um, in the tournament. No, the or whole this season. season. Wow. Okay. So, and it, I think he had like a, I don't remember the exact like game logs and whatnot in the tournament, but uh, I really like Brandon Clark, and I'm so bummed out that the Celtics uh, didn't pull the trigger on him. But I think he's gonna be really good. And like we said, I, we don't expect Memphis to be very good, but who knows? I mean, they they've got young pieces, but like we said, it's going to take time. Uh, but this these picks could definitely pay dividends down the line a, a few years from now. Uh, and then another one. We kind of talked about how the Clippers took two Florida State guys. Uh, I really like Mifondu Cabangeli at pick number 27. Uh, he came off the bench for Florida State this year, despite being their leading scorer on the team. Uh, but he's he's like 6'11", very athletic. Uh, he's a very strong power forward. He's got some offensive game to him, uh, and his defense is there as well. So I really like that pick, and those are just two individual, I guess, picks that I really liked. Um, I hope we don't... I'll pick the same team for this. I don't There's think, no way. I don't think so. I had a really hard time thinking of one here um, because I, 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 there wasn't an obvious team that just, like, completely threw Blew everything up. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, there were some picks I didn't like in general, but hard to find a team that I just hated every <laughs> one of their picks. But um, go ahead. I guess, Jack, you can start again. The Phoenix Suns. Okay. Good news. That's not, Johnson? That's not who I picked. That's not who I picked. I didn't pick him either. Are um, you just salty because he transferred from Pitt? Is that why ooh. you didn't? Is that why? No. <laughs> um, first off, uh, I think the Cameron Johnson pick was a reach. Kind of was. As we can all tell from uh, Kobe White's reaction, clearly was a reach. <laughs> I mean, he was really happy wow. for his teammate, but he kept saying, wow, so many times <laughs> because that was not supposed to happen. Um, I, I'm, I, I mean, sure, I have some... Subliminal bias because he's transferred from Pitt, but I he's not the 11th best player in the draft, and I think the Suns. First off, well, yes, Cameron Johnson was a reach. That's my first point. Second point, and I should have said this first because I think this is more important, is that they had the seventh, sixth pick, sixth pick overall, in prime position to take uh, one of my favorite players in the draft, Jared Culver, and they <laughs> didn't. Timberwolves got Jared Culver. They so they missed out on Culver and I think I think that they I think Culver would have been the perfect piece to the Suns because they pick high every year and I just they can't figure it out. They all they have all this young great talent in uh 
Devin Booker, obviously. Uh, last year they got Mikkel Bridges. Year prior they got Josh Jackson. Uh, sorry, and then I, last year they also got DeAndre Ayton. And they should be better than what they are. And I think if they got Culver, he's like the Jimmy Butler comparison. I think is just is gonna be true, and I it's gonna hold. He's gonna hold true to that. Where do you play him at, though? What? Where do you play Culver? On the court. All right. <laughs> like I, I doesn't matter. Probably really playing that small NBA, Positionless NBA. You don't They'd like be undersized. They but. could run Culver. Sorry, just if you want to get assigned positions, it could have been uh, Booker at the one. You could play Booker there. Uh, Culver at the two, Josh Jackson mm-hmm. at the three, McIlbridge at the four, and DeAndre at the five. That's a that's a yeah, good they just starting five. They traded T.J. Warren too. And yeah, they traded away T.J. Warren. Yeah, and they got Dario. Dario come off the bench. Yeah, I so Jamal Crawford might still be there. Whatever. So I just think <laughs> Going on the Suns, like, they're picking high every year, I feel like. For, and they have all this young talent. Like, De- Devin Booker's an all-star. I don't care if he make the all-star game technically last year. He's an all-star. I don't care. Uh, but, I mean, they're saving grace. They got a new coach this year, Monty Williams, Sixers' former head coach. Assistant coach, not head coach. Sorry, Brett Brown. <laughs> um, so if he – I mean, maybe he sees something in this trade, with the, the trade with the Timberwolves. I personally don't because I love Jared Culver, but prove it to me, Monty Williams. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. That's probably the most we'll ever talk about the Suns on this show. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, Devin Booker's getting wasted there, but not getting wasted. He's over. (laughs) alcohol Maybe he should be getting wasted. (laughs) Lack of success there, but um, oddly enough, the team that I disliked was the Minnesota Timberwolves. (laughs) (laughs) Opposite. Unlike Jack, I do not share the same opinion of Jared Culver. I, I don't think he's bad, but I really think, like I just said, how the, I think there's a the top four, Zion, John Morant, R.J. Barrett, and I think you can include DeAndre Hunter in there. I think after that, I don't, I don't see much of a talent break between the rest of the prospects. Like, I think the trade... Um, the trade up it really didn't make much of a difference. Like I, I don't, I don't think see much of a difference between the talent between the like, I don't know between who, Cameron Johnson and Jared Culver. Well, I, I think we both agree that Cameron Johnson shouldn't have been picked that high. But no. yeah, but again, like the talent between like six, seven to fifteen range. Like I don't see much of a difference between that. I think that's mm-hmm. where the the teardrop kind of was, and I mean not that you're terribly upset that you have to let go of Dario Saric but like <laughs> if that's the price of doing business that's the price of doing business but I mean you might as well just have kept them and picked you. I mean they must have liked Culver that's why they moved up you got to get your guy even if it's not what everyone thinks it is but I don't know in my opinion I don't really see much of a, t- a difference in the prospects there I so. disagree so much that I almost picked the Timberwolves as the team <laughs> uh, that I thought had a great draft because they got Derek Culver and I also Bull prediction. I think that they might make the playoffs next year. It's, the Minnesota Timberwolves will not make the playoffs, so. and I'm willing to put many money, uh, a monetary bet on this. I had to disagree with you, Mitchell. I think Culver is a good pick, but Let they me, will still won't make the playoffs. I think he's the exact comparison. Like the comparison to Butler, I think is going to be is going to reign so true that they're going to be the team that they were when they had Jimmy Butler healthy. No and way. let's go back to when they had Jimmy Butler healthy in the first half of 20 
2017 to 2018 season. They were the fourth seed overall in the West when he was healthy. He was he missed games and they dropped to the eight seed. They barely squeaked in. Uh, they played the Nuggets last game of the season. They won. They were the eight seed in 2017-18 season. That's right. Uh, if they had Jimmy the whole whole year, they would have stayed in the, the mid 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 uh, mid seeds in the West. And I think um, the team with like I think that like the talent level of Jared Culver, I think is going to do next year is comparable to what they had at the end. of the season without Butler um, in 2017-18. And I think that honestly, I think Wiggins has gotten better. And Carl Anthony Towns, is not a lot better, Wiggins, but a little better. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, I still think is great. Um, yes. Hold on. The Tegan Tyus, what? The Timberwolves are not making the playoffs. I agree. I think they can sweep in as eight. I, there's just something about Andrew Wiggins and currently talented. I just don't even think they care if they make the playoffs or not. Wiggins is the most underwhelming twenty-point scorer the NBA has. Yeah, I ever just think seen. those guys just show up and they play, and then if they, they win, they win. They lose, they lose. Yeah, I don't like they, 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 they put up good numbers. They put up great numbers. I think they just, that's they the that's the narrative we perceive because the whole Jimmy Butler situation. But it's they right. were young players. They saw young players. I think they learned from that situation. And it's still like 24, what, 25. Situations like that is what makes rookies into <laughs> seasoned vets eventually. Mm-hmm. They're okay. still twenty four or whatever twenty five, but they're they're just they're, growing in the league. There, I'm just telling you, there's just way too many good teams in the in the West. There are, which I, 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 yeah, it's a very bold take, and I, I don't know for sure it's going to happen. They're not and, landing a free agent. But I, I think crazy stuff, like, no one had any idea that the Nuggets would be the two seed <laughs> this year. Like, I think, like, some wild, so, something, something unpredictable, like, not many people are predicting is going to happen in the West, in my opinion. Okay. That's fair. Another, another quick word before Sean gives his team, uh, the Timberwolves also picked Jalen Noel out of Washington. I don't know much about him at all. They picked him uh, 30, 43rd <coughs> overall, excuse me. Um, but Washington was just a terrible team this year in Pac-12 basketball. <laughs> down near on the uh, overall for them. So Yeah. Sorry, this Noel guy can't be that good. Anyway, Sean, go ahead. That's all I had to say about him. We're gonna, I'm going to have to go with my hometown team, the 76ers. Oh, wow. It's, it's hard uh, to say, but... Well, first of all, they didn't keep any of the guys they picked, so yeah, it's kind so, of frustrating. So there was two things the Sixers needed. They needed shooting, and they needed death. They had five picks <laughs> going into this draft. Death. 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 Uh, death. Depth. Close enough. D-E-P-T-H. They had five picks going into this draft, and they ended up with two players. No, they got Matisse Thibel. I think he's... He's a, he's a great defender, actually. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year. But he shot 30% from three and 41% from the field. So yeah, they decreased the every year. His, his, but his defense should be great, but he's only 6'5". So I don't know if you keep Butler and you run him at the three. I don't know if you attack D'Lo and then you run Thibel at the three. Go Owen on Thibel over Butler. I'd, I'd like to have both of them, and D'Angelo Russell can go wherever. But What? Where'd he come in the conversation? Because yeah, they're, they're wait, looking wait, at him. Why is D'Angelo why, Russell coming? Because they're looking at Russell. Why? He's the same. I'm not the same. He could play shooting guard, and you got. I guess. But then you so keep Tobias over. Uh, well, Reddick should be. You so can still sign Reddick. Wait, in your mind, they're keeping Butler, Tobias, and bring in D'Angelo Russell. No, no, no. It's between Butler and Russell. You oh, can only keep okay. one of those two. Okay. I'd, uh, what about Tobias? I I want to keep Tobias and Butler. Well, of course you want to keep everyone, but like they can't. They can't. You can keep those too. Say, so, what? So you don't want Russell? No, I do not. 
Okay. <laughs> Why are we talking about like, that? Because it's a big rumor going on. I don't. He's I not did, staying honestly, in. Honestly, uh, did not hear about the first this rumor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, he's not going to the Sixers. You heard it here first. He's not going there. Okay. But yeah, this, I don't. Who else did they draft? What is then? Manai Shayak. He's not bad. I don't know who that is. Iowa State. It's Mariah. He's Mariel? Mariel. Mariel Shyock. I don't know too much about him. He's pretty him. good. Is he? Look at his numbers. He's not bad. Iowa State's, another, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the post-draft analysis. Iowa State's Mariel Shyock. We, we said his name. Earned a spot in the late second round by exploding in this fifth year of college, in his fifth year of college basketball, and developing into one of the best players in the Big 12. While slender at under 200 pounds, the wing of South Sudanese heritage has a seven-foot wingspan. That allows him to play bigger than his size. That's all it says. So they took two six five and six six forwards, and I loved yeah, honestly, when the they drafted player. Bruno Fernando, but they traded that pick away. They needed to find someone that could go in for Embiid when Embiid came out. But I just don't think they. Boban's the, the answer. Boban is not the answer. Yes, he and is. I love Boban, Boban is the most crucial signing the Sixers have this off season. You're Stop right. Yelling, You're right. <laughs> I yell because I care. Boban's the best player in the league. Elton Brand and TJ blew up this Come. draft. I don't. I don't like any of them. Okay. I I didn't think you were gonna pick the Sixers. You're uh you're. It's hard to dislike, do. but yeah, it's very biased too. It's, but... it's very frustrating when you see your team up to pick and then they pick it and then it says proposed trade to blank. <laughs> they could have got Carson Edwards too. He he was oh, the pick dude, before. I, I'm so yeah. happy the Celtics got him. I almost I almost picked the Celtics as my team because I think they had a great. But draft. we could have we could have had Fernando and Carson Edwards off the bench instead of TJ and Boban, but instead we got Shyock. I don't I don't know what his name is. Mariel Shyock. Mariel Shyock. They like the same player and they're they look. Who Thibault and Shot? The same size. Yeah, yeah they're and Jimmy one, Butler one size. inch. They really, one is, inch away. Is this a they're sign that forwards. Jimmy Butler won't resign? I hope not. I <laughs> really hope two not. Two small forwards. That the are one thing the we didn't need was forwards. We needed a shooting guard or power forward, and we went back to back small forwards. So, so tell me why this is the team you like then? <laughs> no, this is the no, team this, I hate. This is the team he does not like. Oh, the Hawks. Yeah, we all right. like we're the all, Hawks. We're all on the Hawks. I forgot. Yeah, because we all. Agreed Elton Brand choked. He did much, great yeah. in the regular season. Okay, this was bad. Okay. All right. I think that's all we have on the NBA drafts. It was a fun night. Um, you heard it here first. D'Angelo Russell not, not going, going to the Sixers. Sixers. Yeah, confirmed. Uh, <laughs> now he's going to go. We just we watch. broke the news before Woj, before he tweets. <laughs> yeah. Source. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has ruled out the Philadelphia 76ers. It's a guy to bomb. Plans. No more Woj bomb. Yeah. It's <laughs> Guy a, the bomb. The hogline bomb. <laughs> HLB. Uh, the HLB is... Uh, the DR is not going to the PS. The nice. Russell is not going to the Philadelphia Sixers. Okay. Okay. Move on. Enough nice. acronyms. We've gone a little too... We've gone off yeah. the rails here with the acronyms. But uh, we're going to switch gears to the NBA Awards, which is on Monday nights. Um, there are six awards up for grabs as usual. The MVP, the Rookie of the Year, the Coach of the Year, the Most Improved, the Sixth Man of the Year, and the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, what should we start out first? Any thoughts? Probably the MVP. It's, I think it's the easiest one to go over. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do MVP first. Uh, the, no, the nominees are... We, uh, we have a lot. There's, what, six awards? Yeah. What are we at? We'll try to limit some debate because we got six awards. So yeah, 
the MVP, the nominees are Giannis, Harden, and Paul George. Those are the three nominees. There's three nominees for each award, if anyone did not know that. Let's say it all, all three at once. I think we should not do that. <laughs> all right. I thought it'd be fun. Let's let Sean go first. You went first every time. Okay. Right? It's, it's Giannis. There's no debate. Giannis. Oh, well, I don't think that. You think Harden? Oh. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah, I think it's James Harden. It's Giannis. He had a better year than the year he won MVP. What's so hard to not get about this? Because Giannis individually led his team. I think Harden had a little bit more help. Mm. There was a large chunk of the year where Chris Paul and Clint Capella didn't play. See, that's true. No, I hate James Harden. It's well documented on this. Yeah, the Jack, I, love Jack, I hate James Harden. I don't think Jack but, is a fair place to participate in this debate. But, he but, has but, so much but, bias. but let's let's relax. I thought at the end of the regular season, I thought he was my MVP. Who? James Harden. Okay. What changed? This I is the end of the regular season it. award here. So I know. I realize that they say that. I don't believe it, and I think that. Oh, so your vote just on this conspiracy that they include in playoffs. That's the why you're saying, Giannis? I, it's not a conspiracy. I'm not the only person that thinks that, and I legitimately think they do. No, and no matter here. no matter how much they say it, people like intuitively have recency bias, and we saw Giannis carry a team throughout the playoffs. We care. We saw Giannis carry a team throughout the whole regular year. season award, though. And I understand it's a regular season award, and everyone else understands it too. But subliminally, subconsciously, whatever word you want to say, that. It's not a regular season award. The voting happened at the end of the regular season. I don't buy it. It already <laughs> happened before the playoffs. It was sealed then. Then they why don't they have the award show then? I don't know, but they they don't they they don't like vote at the end of the season, but only include the regular season. They voted at the regular season. Then why don't they have it then? I don't know. It should be a full season award. That's what they say. No the, the envelope was sealed then, but we don't know. Yeah, well, it's James Harden. He had a better statistical year than last year. He had six more points than he did right. his MVP season. Um, I think this. I don't know exactly, but I think the same. The field goal percentage. Forty three percent. Yeah. As opposed to what the year before, like forty four. Just around the same, probably. Yeah. And there was a large chunk of the year he was doing it without his two guys. This was the year he had that large, that long streak, right, of 30-plus games? That was yeah, this year? Yeah, that was probably like 15, yeah. 20 games. It all blends together because we're just used, we're just numb to how good he is. I'm sorry. I know you don't want to hear that because I know you don't like him, but... You know, I had Harden going up to, into the season, but I looked at the stats, and I think Giannis carried them offensively and defensively. Even, even, though, he couldn't shoot, even though he couldn't the shoot the three end, balls, yes. he was shutting down the best player... Just about every night, and he was still getting what he get twenty seven points a game off, just dunking on anybody. Harden's unguardable, guys. No one can. Yeah, yeah, but he puts up twenty five, thirty two shots. sides of the court. What does he offer you on the defensive side of the court? Giannis is literally off on like, it could be defensive player of the year as well. Would he you probably, would you say last? Would you have voted for him last year? Giannis? Harden? Yes. No. No, you say Giannis or Harden? Harden, like was Harden? Yes, yeah, so I voted for Harden. No, so how can you not vote, vote for him this year? Because they Cause where were they the one? Last where, year. where were they not the you. one seed last year? Yeah, they had it going. They had the chemistry going. He's the same yeah. player yeah. he was, but Giannis. What do you, they were a six seed the Bucks last year, and now they were the yeah. one seed this year. The turnaround the Bucks he did for the Bucks, and plus the defensive efforts. James Harden does, does not offer you anything on the defensive of the court, defensive side of the court. 
I don't care I think, how much, I think Horn became a better defender. I don't care if he averages 36 but, points a game because he's a volume shooter. You take... you take. You, all right, ready? Do you guys you, hear what you're saying out loud? 36 points per game. Do you hear those He's numbers? a volume shooter. Ready? If anyone all else right. said that, they're like, no question. If you take Giannis off the Bucks, what's their record? They're like a 40-win team, right? Yes. And if so you take James Harden, so Chris Pockets. Paul alone Chris, could get his team 40 wins. Like, yeah, it, it would also be a big drop-off as well. It would also be a big drop-off. It would be a big drop-off, but I think they'd be a better team. Oh, Harden's responsible for like half of his team's points, whether he it's is? points and assists. They need him to. I, uh, I, th- I thought it was close the entire season. But if it's going off of just regular season, I'm taking Giannis. If it's playoffs included, I would rather have Harden just because Giannis was shut down against the... The Raptors. Yeah, I, uh, it's I tough. Know. We'll see what they say, but it seems like they're going with the Giannis. Yeah, there's not a case for Paul George. I'm sorry. I, I, they, yeah, that nice streak, If he kept but... up what he did in the first half of the season, yes, there'd be a case. But sorry, yeah, no. Russell Westbrook had different plans. Good year for <laughs> Paul George, though. I mean, like, so despite like him not like it was a great season. Yeah, it was a good year for him. Um, I guess we'll move on. We're not gonna. Yeah. Neither side. No gonna one's gonna win there. this debate. Um. I mean, I'm not saying if I had to like bet money, I don't know who's going to win. But I'm saying if I had a vote, I would vote for him. Like, I'm not. That's not my like prediction. Like saying he's going to win, but that's just who I would vote for personally. Um, rookie of the year will go next. Uh, Jack, Luca, <clears throat> Luca, Luca. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Sean, you said Trey Young was going to bust, so I thought you were going to definitely take Luca. <laughs> that would be a complete 180, but no, it's Luca. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this uh, a little bit ago, like as the draft was going on uh, with Kieran. Actually, we were just going over like rookie seasons that people have had, and Luca had a better rookie year than all of them. Like, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of a better. I don't. Can you guys? Can you think of anyone who had a better rookie year than what he had this year, statistically wise? I don't think Maybe so. Maybe LeBron, but, that's, but LeBron. still Luca had more points. Luca had shot think, a better from three. Twenty-one and eight and six. I think we said. I don't know if you guys have a computer there. You could look it up, but LeBron was twenty-one five and f- 20, 25 and five his rookie year. Put up twenty-five, or you say twenty-five and five. Five and five. Okay. And Luca was twenty-one six and eight. I believe I could be. Luca was just great there. from the start too. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just consistently, and I honestly, it wasn't even close. Up, and then Trey Young kind of narrowed the gap a little bit in the second half of the year. But if he didn't do that, it would have been run away, no question. Mm-hmm. But I still think he should. Get the majority of the votes. I think Aiton was really good this year. And too. I know I don't yeah. I don't want to uh, like just glance over DeAndre Aiton. If it was any like this is a great year for rookies. Was, like in the Malcolm Brogdon year, like oh, Aiton would have won. Yeah, was, yeah. Was no, it between Saric and Brogdon. Honestly, even after <laughs> even uh, uh, last year, what was it, it was Simmons, Tatum. Uh, it was, was Simmons that... and Mitchell were like the next. Yeah, and, and Tatum. Tatum was a close Tatum. third. That was last year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think do you think I think on DeAndre Ayton may have even won that he had a great year last year. But one last so year, so quiet. I don't, so. I don't know. It was so no. quiet. Yeah, like literally, I don't know anyone that talks about DeAndre Ayton, but he they, he put up numbers. He did sixteen and ten. That's great. Yeah. And for a big man, he shot like seventy five percent from the foul line. That's pretty good for a guy yeah, of his size. Yeah. So he really had a great year, and um, I don't know. I think there's he a deserves bright, more credit. There's a bright the future ahead of him. Still but, stink. Yeah, I don't know how they can have two, exactly. two really good guys. and Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. But it's not that DeAndre Ayton had a bad year by any means. He had a really, really good year. But just two guys in front of him just were Spectacular historically the great year. for the rookie year. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I think we all we're all in agreement there. Luka <clears throat> Doncic wins rookie of the year. Um uh we'll move on to coach of the year. Um Sean, you can say your guy first. Who were the options? Sorry. Uh Mike Budenholzer of the Milwaukee Bucks, Michael Malone of the Denver Nuggets, and Doc Rivers of the Clippers. Oh. It should be Nick Nurse. That's pretty disrespectful he's not on there. Were the two seed? They acquire yeah, they Kawhi. The Makes him he I don't know if he makes the trades, but he may help make some nice trades. But if we're going off the top three, oof, that's really tough. I think I'd have to go Mike Malone of the Nuggets, just because last year didn't they just miss out 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 on the playoffs? Or they were the nine seed, right? Earlier? Yeah, Weren't they they were the nine seed, right? They missed yes. out in the last game and the then Timberwolves game, yeah. took it. And I don't know what he did to help that team, but Jokic freaking took off. And Jamal Murray had a great year. Yeah. They put it together. They, what, did they go to seven with the Trailblazers? Yep. Mm-hmm. CJ McCollum was just special in that game, but I'd have to go with Mike Malone. Yeah. Looks like they're looking good in the future. I thought that the Nuggets were certainly, I thought they were just a team that I thought were really going to not even be a surprise playoff team because I feel like a lot of people had them making that, taking that next step. Uh, But I certainly didn't expect them to be the two seed. I, I didn't was, expect I, Jokic I was, to be a one. I was thinking like, you know, like a four or five seed maybe. Uh, but certainly they exceeded my expectations and pretty much everyone else's. So, uh, But nonetheless, he's not my coach of the year. Not not Like I said, all these guys are very deserving mm-hmm. of this award. <clears throat> and honestly, I, I think I think Budenholzer is going to win. And I don't even necessarily I, – I just – I don't even know if this is who I'm saying, but I just wanted to just talk about Doc Rivers. Um, just because, like, I, I don't – not many people had the Clippers making the playoffs in general – and they did it without like they they don't have a star they really they don't. don't they it's have a bunch of they have players. a bunch of like B C C plus B players like they're mm-hmm. just a bunch of like average to like pretty good players but like no one really at all and they made the play they did they have an all star they didn't have an all star did they Lou will no I don't think they had no, an all star no like to make the playoffs in the West without an all star like impressive. I don't it's very impressive so. Uh, I think he just did a heck of a job this year, and um, again, I mean, they 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 sold at the deadline. They sold. No, they their sold best Tobias. Player, Tobias. Yeah, right. Yeah. But he wasn't an all star. Yeah, they still s- they sold their best. They got rid of their best player. Yeah, that and, I, yeah. and they got Shamit. That was who they got from the trade. Yeah, so to do all that is just um, very impressive to make it mm-hmm. in the West. And who they play in the first round? I don't remember the Warriors. They played the Warriors. They lost they took, four to two. But they, um, yeah, that, that one game, two. that crazy game, where they came back from like thirty points. Yeah, it was that game two. Yeah, so just to even win one game with a fully <laughs> lo- full, fully loaded Warriors team, mm-hmm. um, very impressive. Good year for the Clippers, and if they can get Kawhi, they're gonna be very good next year. I think they're about to fall off, sadly. Yeah, I mean, if they can, it 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 can go a lot of different directions. Right. Like, yeah. If they get a guy, then everything obviously everything changes. But if they don't, you're kind of just that team that's like you're good. You can make the playoffs, but you're really never gonna really win. Go so, it it's a lot can change in a few weeks because that's when free agency starts. But Jerry West has to work his magic. Yeah, we'll see, Jack. Uh, I'm gonna take Budenholzer. I agree with everything you said about Doc Rivers, uh, but I just think that uh, just taking the team that they had last year to to bring them to the best record in the NBA, I think that just speaks for itself, kind of. I don't know. I don't really have much to add. 
Yeah, no, you're right. Um, the best record in the NBA. Better than the Warriors. Yeah. So, better than everyone. With only one All-Star. Two, so Chris Middleton. Why? But I, oh, I don't really count Chris Middleton. No, I, yeah, I know. That's right. They, they, I don't know if I'm... They, they pretty much had the same roster they did like two years ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't make any dramatic yeah, changes. Yeah, all these changes. guys, yeah. Yeah, so just speaks, yeah, to your right, the development of the, like, the coaching staff developing all the players with essentially keeping the same roster around from year to year. So, yeah, yeah all, all three of these guys had very deserving, like we said at the beginning. Uh, most improved player of the year, the candidates are D'Angelo Russell, who is not going to be a 76er this year. No, he will not. <laughs> yes. Pascal Siakam and De'Aaron Fox. Jack? D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Spicy P. I I uh, went with Siakam. Uh, I was thinking about Russell, but and I <clears> like <throat> not faulting you for that pick at all. Um, but I went with Siakam just because I didn't know who he was before this <clears> year, <throat> and now every, a lot of people like. I think it's more fair. more than like even the casual NBA cash sorry casual NBA fan might even know who he is. It's true. So we'll he just, re- yeah, he really made himself from. Uh, no name to a household name. Seven dude. points so, to the like seventeen player on this finals team. Oh, that's a tough question. I think he was throughout the whole year. Yeah, I think he really gave Draymond Green some fits during the during yes, the series. That's impressive. You might have swayed me. I might have swayed myself <laughs> there. <but. laughs> he was he was he was cold uh, shooting wise in the finals. Like there was no, that, he averaged like eighteen. There but was, he, there streaky. Was, he was there was streaky. that stretch where he didn't. He missed like I think twelve, 12 threes, threes in a row. Yeah. Right. So, there is that, but again, the, it, like we said, regular season award, not a play, not a playoff right. award, Jack. Um, uh, crap, that is tough. But he, uh, throughout, like again, he had a great year, um, and like Russell definitely took that next step. All these, even Fox took he a did next, take step, the but next step. I think that was just like naturally going to happen with going from his rookie year to his second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Russell again went from like a fifteen point game to all the way to like a twenty one point per game. Mm-hmm. So it really took it up a notch. Right. I just think I'm just gonna say Russell because um this Nets team Yeah would be so bad without him. And like just that thing about it from like an M V P standpoint, like and then like if you take Kawhi off the Raptors, <laughs> Siakam benefited a lot from playing with Kawhi. Takes a lot they went of like ten and three without Kawhi. Offensive and defensive pressure off of them. So, yeah, Russell went from like that player that's like pretty right. good, nice to like a player that could potentially be like a leader. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, like, so that I think that's, I don't know. I think that's just really exciting to see. That's why he's my most improved. Yeah. No, that, that, that's true. I was definitely thinking about him, but then just the fact that I just Siakam went from a a no name to uh, yeah a household name, quite frankly. Um, the next award we have, the second to last one here, is the sixth man of the year. Uh, Montrez Harrell, uh, Sabonis from Indiana, and Lou Williams, who is on the same team as Montrez Harrell, which is kind of weird. This is a weird one. It yeah. really is. Sabonis should be starting firstly over Thad Young, but this is Lou Williams should be starting at this point. Yeah, he should over Shamit, but he fits the sixth man better. I guess. I mean, I'm going to go with Lou Will. You have to. This is just his <laughs> award. They should just rename it the Lou Williams Award. How many times he won it? I don't know, but like he should back win every back, year. At least. Like he puts up the same numbers every year, but like it's just so. It, right, he, to just start it the It cheats man. the system. It cheats the system. He like, said he doesn't want to start. 
Like it's just, it, it literally, it literally I'll pick it's a bonus just cause. Really? Why? Because you're just mad at the Clippers <laughs> for <bit>. not starting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. It's it's Lou Will. Like this is his award. Like he is like the preseason favorite every year, and he's always in this. If was, he if he doesn't win it, he's a finalist every year. It was between year. him and Jamal Crawford, but Crawford's done. So yeah, like Lou Will, it's eternity. He's won it twice. He well, he's about to win it three times. So and four and five. Like he's going to win this until he retires. Like. It just it's ridiculous like it doesn't make any sense like James Harden when he came off the bench like it's not like like I don't know it, it was seems, young he it was seems really fake young. but like I don't know whatever it, it's it's Lou Williams it's got to be I'm sorry you want to speak your the piece average, for thirty seconds about yeah. Sabonis here I don't know he's just good I mean he stepped up. oh great analysis <laughs> I don't know he's just good <laughs> he stepped up and Move got over, more playing Lou. time when Oladipo was out and he kept this team relevant. Him. Yeah, I love Zabonis. Yeah, like they, not only him, when but Oladipo he's a main contributor. Out. So I, that's my argument for him. When he Oladipo, jeez, oh. I'm talking. I'm looking at Lou Williams' stats. He averaged 20 points, uh, three rebounds, five assists, shot 84 percent from the free throw line and from the field. He shot 42.5. Yeah, Lou, Lou, Lou Williams gets buckets, um, guys. I, yeah, 20 a game off, off the, the bench, bench. beast. Yeah. About Sabonis, though, when Oladipo did go out, they only dropped, like, one seed. I think they were at... Right. Or maybe two. They were... Were they the three seed? I don't know, but they... Like, There's they a, a they two, didn't really drop... They like the three or four. They, they had a pretty good record still. They were still a top five seed in the East. Everyone expected them to either miss so, the playoffs or get seven or eight. Or... They really didn't have any stars, so... Average 14 and nine in three assists, shooting... Uh, 59% from the field. He was just their glue guy. 71.5%. He, he was a glue guy for them when Oladipo went down. But I'm still yeah. going to Will. Same. All right. The final award, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, oddly enough, have, has two of the MVP candidates, Paul George and Giannis. Uh, and the last one is Rudy Gobert. So those are the Defensive Player That's of the Year. That's pretty tough, to be honest. Wow. I was I went with Paul George just because really um, he locked people down night in night out. I think he led the league in steals if I'm not mistaken. He did. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just great year for him. Great defensive player. Um, and I mean, all these guys are good. Even like Rudy Gobert and Giannis too. But I think Paul George had an exceptionally outstanding year. Um, leading the league in steals, quite the feat. So, good for him. You know, I was going to go Giannis, but I think I had to go Paul George. Just because the Bucks had Middleton and they had Eric Bledsoe. Uh, I guess I guess Brooke Lopez isn't a great defender, but he was able to just control the paint, really, Giannis. But Paul George was guarding the best perimeter player night in and night out with Westbrook. But I think he... They were, they were, it's a tough one, but I, I think I'd go Paul George as well. Yeah, um, Paul George's defensive rating, 103.4 to Giannis's 100.5. Uh, and plus the average, I mean, averaging 2.2 steals a night is impressive, which is what Paul George averaged. Um, I don't really know what else I could add. I just, I think Paul George deserves this one. Uh, real quick, how many steals a game did James Harden average per game? Pretty sure he was, he may have been like third. Exactly, Paul and uh, James Harden offers nothing yeah, on the defensive how, end. Yeah, but how 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 many were how many points per game was the guy he was guarding score? 
I'm just saying. You can't say he offers nothing on the. I said he's became a better defender, but they can sometimes be misleading steals. Look it up. I'm pretty sure he was third. He may have even been second. Moment of truth, ladies and gentlemen. Jack's about to get exposed. Two point two. I rest my case. It's that still doesn't MVP make him James a great. Harden. That still doesn't make him a great defender. Okay, but you can't say Jack li- like literally <clears throat> saying like they're playing with four guys out there on defense when he's out there. Last year they did. He was an awful defender. This year I think he Two, got oh, better. Okay. But he's still people oh, can no. still blow by him. I mean, we're still last year he averaged the same amount of steals as this year. I'm just saying you can't just Ooh. say like he offers nothing on the defensive end. I, That's an outlandish statement. If you're the MVP, you should be able to. He is. You should be guarding their the all star like there's the superstar on the other side of the court, Ugh. and he's not. He literally isn't. That's true, but just, there's just no I want section. you to listen. This is the closing remarks of this show. <laughs> Thirty six points per game. If anyone else did that, they'd be no questions the MVP. There's just all. I love bias, Harden too, he's but. Like, can't win the playoffs, and he's annoying. Two steals a game, two point zero. My bad, not two point two. But I was like, pe- yeah, people stats. are numb to how good James Harden is. I love Harden, and I don't. I'm not even saying I like him as like a, like, a, like I'm not even like a fan of his. I'm just saying like it's just like I don't know. Like he, this is it, it's him in my book. So I don't know. All right, that's today's show. A lot of NBA talk. Um, the award shows on Monday. Be sure to check that out. That was war. What? That was war. What was war? That was a lot of, lot of disagreements. Yeah. Like Everywhere. The MVP <laughs> and the uh, the Timberwolves draft the Timberwolves, status. Everything. Yeah. yeah that, that was intense. I hope we all can be friends after this. Um, <laughs> and yeah. plus, we uh, the breaking news that released in the show. The Gaida bomb. Oh yeah. The DeAndre GB. Russell is not going. You know he's gonna he's gonna go there now. We gotta tell Joey to add in the breaking news. Uh, yes, the Gaida bomb. The Gaida bomb has dropped. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you hear your first. Uh, no, DeAndre Russell in Philadelphia. Uh, free agency is coming up in a few weeks, so we'll be uh, sure to cover all those news and talk about on the show in the coming weeks and whatnot. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, you can follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. Follow Jack on Instagram at underscore Jack.Manis. Underscore. There we go. <laughs> follow Sean on Instagram. Let me get this right. At Sean63. Yeah. Uh, zero. Mm, two zero. No. Two one. 63120. At Sean63120. Yes, um, and that. subscribe to the show on all yeah. platforms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So. Yeah, that's it, folks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks Adios. For Nation. Bye. See ya.